This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back? Redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise today. Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. In the series finale of the Mythos Mysteries, the mystery punchers have arrived at the remains of the church and are facing down the Croatoan and its lost congregation. Caddy is racing to return Benny's hand to his smoky spirit, and Red and Richter are facing down a supernatural army in the endgame of the apocalypse. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the Mythos. Red and Richter. 
mystery punchers of the most original form left, uh, having lost Addy, uh, having like a 0.5 in Caddy and whatever Benny and Sally have become. Uh, you have a moment uh, where you kind of turn to each other as the lost congregation begins to charge yelling uh, a, a variety of, of incomprehensible things at you. The two of you know what you need to do. You know that Benny is attempting to help. Um, he signaled that he can help. And that if anyone has a chance of reaching him, it's little caddy sprinkles. But to buy him time, you face certain doom. What do you say to each other before you turn to face the congregation? Um, I will, uh, I'll bring Red up to speed. Um, I think this is sort of like a no nonsense kind of thing. I don't think there's any kind of like sentimentality Mm -hmm. about this moment for Richter. So he just says, uh, if he buys a cat time, he and Benny are our last hope. He is the only thing that matters. Good. Then you understand. And And she's going to hold out her hand to him. Uh, uh, And he'll he'll look at him and be like, what's what's his dad? It's a handshake, Richter. Ah, yeah. Shakes the hand. uh, Before before you do, you remember something. There's a way that mystery punchers shake hands. And Richter never did it. And so, uh, yeah, yep. Yep, and she's going to pull it back. She's going to spit in it. And then she's going to hold it out and say, it's got to be a spit shake. And not having time to question it with like this horde of (laughs) uh, churchgoers coming up on us. Uh, He spits into your hand as well and then shakes it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just not getting it, but being like, okay, yeah, sure. And then immediately... Hand on the on the grip of the uh, the Tommy gun, and he starts to just like spray into the. Yeah, I'm imagining this very much as like a Battle of the Bastards moment from Game of Thrones, where it's just like the two of you with just this horde charging, and yeah, you turn back, open fire, red. You start firing shotgun in one hand, pistol in the other, as the small cat uh, runs for all of your Mm -hmm. lives. Um, Caddy, um, I'm gonna need please a dodge check from you. Dodge. Okay. This is to account for rubble as well as uh, the movement of um, the uh, uh, the lost congregation. That is a success. Cool. So you begin to to dart through uh, through the legs of, uh, uh, or well, I mean they're they're far enough away that you you kind of get out of the way. Can you roll me a uh, spot hidden, please? Spot hidden is a hard success. Okay. Um, as you're running um, towards this this building, you can see a fire escape on the far side of the building that you can use to, to quickly make your way up. Um, but you're keeping an eye, I imagine, over your shoulder at the fucking lost congregation. as And you see them begin their kind of like mad charge. Um, and although they're, they're ashen and, and slightly malformed, uh, you recognize the faces of your parents. What do you do? Oh, you can also roll me a save to figure out what you do. Yeah, I was going to say I have to. And I think this would be 
because he's a little kid, this is probably edu because it's the no, not the think. Yes, yes, you are correct. Yep. So. All right, that is a success. So I think logically he would think those were a trick. I think if he'd failed, he would be the cat who would think he could talk his parents into doing the right thing yep, right I now. Agree. Yep. But I think he's he's jaded enough after this adventure to learn that not all things that look like good people are good people. Mm-hmm. So it kind of breaks his heart in two. And he sees his friends about to fight his parents, which is gut-wrenching for him, but he is going to keep running towards the fire escape. Great. Cool. Um, All right. So you continue uh, towards the fire escape. Um, Red and Richter, um, can you please both roll me a... uh, I need ranged... I think firearms SMG probably from you, Richter. Um, You you have shotgun, right? That's your your shooting skill? Mine is rifle slash shotgun. I don't okay. see SMG. Oh, I do see it now. Yep. Okay. Um, you can go ahead with rifle shotgun. I, this is this is a big bad final boss fight. I don't want to leave you kind of up a truth. Like surprise, here's a thing you've never used before. Good luck. <laughs> also, a Tommy gun is kind of built to be idiot proof. It has two handles, and it's basically just yeah. a murder stick. I'm basically so. <laughs> just holding on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a hose. Yeah. A bullet hose. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, red for you, shotgun, please. And uh, and a handgun. Let's get both of them. Shotgun and a handgun. All right. Somewhat shockingly, that is an extreme success. Well. Wow. Okay. That's a that's fuck a me. big old fail with the shotgun and the skill of hand. Um, and... How big a fail? Uh, not quite a crit fail. But we <laughs> Yay! Were that's what I wanted to be we sure. We were getting there. No, no, no. Okay, just in the vicinity. You know? uh, it was a 91. Uh, no, Ooh. and then a success with the pistol. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, one sec. I'm just looking up. Damn. We've never rolled with a Tommy gun, so just got to grab grab those mm. sweet, sweet stats. Yeah, sorry for just pulling that out of my ass and being like, <laughs> I no, have a Tommy I, I, gun now. My dude, I clearly <laughs> established it at the end of the last... Uh, session because the the father showed up with a tommy gun because i think they're cool so uh yeah no you're correct um okay amazingly in the the pulp cthulhu book the book you think would have the tommy gun (laughs) uh it is not or it's listed under a name that isn't the tommy gun um go ahead and roll me a uh a D8 and a D6 and add three. So that's a combined roll of 12 plus three for 50. Holy shit. And then uh, Claire, for you, please, uh, I'll take a D8 plus two. Okay. Come on, baby. Six. Six. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Time to do some crowd math. Yo. <laughs> um, okay. So um, you begin to open fire into the crowd. Um, we'll get to the shotgun thing in a moment. Um, but you're opening fire. Um, as you, you're spraying bullets across them, uh, Richter, uh, as uh, you know, a Jack Skellington of a man trying to hold on to a Tommy gun, it's going a bit wild, but it kind of doesn't matter because it's a horde. Um, every so often, um, the bullets spray across the face of one of these ashen monsters, and to your horror, uh, as the ash blows away, you can see the uh, the sack um, that many of the inheritors wore, the blood-stained uh, mm. sack mask. Um, 
but even that splinters under the bullets uh you get the sense that it's almost a, a memory of what they were wearing when they died not necessarily part of their bodies now and or the crotones just fucking with you also entirely possible uh, richter never said it out loud but these are faces that he saw like over a decade ago on that day so he has no reservations about cutting mm-hmm. them down yeah for sure yep yeah yep admittedly um richter despite uh, actually um oh man i rolled high uh you can regain eight sanity <laughs> um you are you know the last time i had yeah insanity <laughs> um you uh as you open fire um obviously this is a conflicting scenario for a few people but weirdly you are back in that moment where you charge the church with a gun and the medallion to try and save sally and the the kids from their parents and from uh, um, uh, Pastor Thomas. And suddenly it all clicks where your brain has been struggling and trying to piece things together and confused. In this moment, it it's almost like the two, you know, the two lenses finally sync up. And even though this is a completely maddening, incomprehensible moment, the act of battling these things to save the kids is kind of a moment your brain has been struggling to to find again, and now it does. So, yes, you are you are more in your element than you've been in in some time. Red, um, you're firing with your pistol. You swing the shotgun around, um, and uh, as you do, you just hear um, a, a smoky voice say, those clothes aren't for girls, Tracy. Um, and you see uh, your mother and father lurching out of the ashen crowd towards you, enough so that the shotgun in your hand trembles. And you open fire and blow your father's arm off, but he keeps coming as the arm slowly reforms. What do you do? I, ooh, it's reforming. I train everything I have at them and fire. Great. Uh, go ahead and roll again, please. I'll give you advantage on this because I feel like there's a lot of pent-up rage here. So much pent-up rage. Uh, mm-hmm. Roll twice again for like both guns. Um, yeah, so the bonus die will be, um, uh, so roll, roll for both guns. And yep. uh, I would like you to please roll two tens, like of your your your... Like mm-hmm. whatever the tens rolls are, um, roll that twice and pick the best. In addition to your normal die, it's the way you do advantage in in Cthulhu. Okay, so oh my god, I keep rolling nineties. Uh, that's a ninety four for a shotgun. And is that yeah. on two dice in your best? Because if not, roll the tens one again. So the one that got you ninety, roll that oh, one again okay, and pick the okay. best of those two. Oh, yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I know okay. it's confusing, but. Okay, uh, that's, I mean, that's, mm, no, my, my shotgun is pretty lame. It's, that's still a fail. Um, Do you toss the shotgun at this point? To say, you had to reload it anyways, it's a shotgun, so fuck it. Yes, uh, she's going to toss it, pull out her other pistol. Great, so I imagine it's like you snap off the shot, uh, and then you just open your hand, and it just drops out as you reach, like, it, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen someone do the weird power reload thing, where yes. they're just, like, flipping the clip out so they can slide, yes, it's have. just like, Shotgun's gone, going for pistol. Mm -hmm. Uh, In slow motion, Zack Snyder style, bullets dancing (laughs) everywhere. Uh, Shotgun bounces off the ground in like that 
mixing metaphors here, but um, that great moment in Jurassic Park where they're like, Dr. Grant, and it just like pans down to the shotgun being jammed <laughs> on the ground uh, as they run away. Um, and you reach for a pistol. Roll that pistol, though. See if you can hold them off. Yeah. They're closing in rather rapidly. Yeah, if we're going with Zack Snyder, then your dad is played by Oscar Isaacs with a lot of grease in his hair. Oh. Or uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan for like a hot sec. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a success. Cool. I mean, if you didn't shoot a, a random oh. criminal in Crime Alley would several mm-hmm. times in the same Wait, film. I get to roll the tens twice for this that's one, That's correct. Right? Yep. Okay. Uh, still, um... Damn it, I can't spend it like this. Just a regular success. Okay. Um, so if you could roll damage, please, for the pistol. Mm-hmm. Two. Okay. Still sucks having to shoot your parents. Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's a two plus two, so four. Oh, four. Hmm. Um, cool. Um, I also please need you to lose uh, oof, uh, four sanity. Oh, boy. These are not people you ever thought you'd have to contend with again. So yep. the, the rage is there, but also the like, mm-hmm. oh, Mm-hmm. Hi, trauma. Good to see you. Didn't realize we were mm-hmm. dealing with this today. Oh, and you're calling me my name. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, happened- this is great. Does anything that I should know of happen when you get down to one sanity? Because it's never happened before. <laughs> uh, one sanity is fine. Zero sanity okay. is a slightly different uh, different scenario. Yum, yum. How much sanity is it before you get one of those rando crazies off the chart, Tom? <gasps> it's one, apparently, for her. <laughs> so hang tight. Um... Cool. Um, Best game ever. <laughs> uh, so the the congregation is now uh, closing in. Caddy, um, you having made the difficult choice to leave your parents behind, um, struggle not to picture them as they were in life. Every time you hear bullets rip through, um, sort of, uh, and it is ash. So it really, it sounds like bullets hitting uh, sand. Like it's just that kind of like. Poof, sound as uh the congregants are uh are attacked um and you run uh for the fire escape um so this is a just a straight up climb check um you're not actually in any active danger okay um right now um so really the only distraction is uh trying to uh you know save the day Oh yeah, man, that's an extreme success. Woo! So uh, yeah, you uh, you are good at climbing. We've established that. Um, so you begin <laughs> to like rapidly dart um, up the uh, the metallic stairs. Um, there's kind of that adorable like clang clang as like your little paws hit as you um, quickly make your way up. Um, I think fully just committing to being a cat. Mm-hmm. Like I think there, there's no no. Um, uh, hesitation there what's your plan when you uh encounter benny do you or rather like you don't have to outline your plan but what what does caddy think is gonna happen like what's he thinking like okay here's what i'm gonna do jam hand onto wrist everything <laughs> else solves itself like i think he's just like i get him his hand and then he saves us okay um you uh book it up onto the uh uh up onto the roof um, and you see the uh, the smoky form of uh, Benny um, pulling himself uh, together, um, and the uh, eyeless smoky form with its slack, black-mouthed jaw, uh, kind of hanging open limply, um, looks up and, despite the lack of eyes, is clearly staring directly at you. Um, can you roll me a sanity check, please? 
you thought you were ready for this, but you can't ever really be ready for the smoky ghost of your old friend. <laughs> I rolled under my sanity. Very nice. Uh, so I think will... this is just pure little kid resilience. I think this yep. is accepting the rules of the world <laughs> as given to him. Still going to lose three sanity. But oh, yeah, I completely loss. agree. Yeah. Um, I, I, I Honestly, should we double that? He did see his parents. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do that. So take six. I'm impressed you have that much sanity that you would like. Yeah. I mean, it's a new character. Uh, oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. He's a 12 he's year old inside a cat's body. There's a certain durability that comes with <laughs> they, where you subtract all other fucking skills that don't involve being a cat. Yeah, it's why the, the kids are so good in the movie Jumanji. They just are like, oh, okay, sure. sure. Or it. You know, they're crafty. Honestly, yes. Um, so uh, the creature looks at you and um, with a, a, a smoky, uh, difficult voice just says, Stamp boy, you're a cat now. And they kind of chuckles. Sally, why did you take my parents' eyes out? Uh, Caddy is walking like sideways, like crab walking towards Benny while having this conversation. (laughs) This is Benny who's talking to you, by the way. Oh, Benny's talking to you that way. Yes, this is like the slack jawed Uh, monster thing looking at you. Uh, Well, Benny. Yeah, I'm a cat now. It's different than I thought, but, you know, it's fun. And still just walking towards pretending normal. He gestures to himself and says, me too. Not exactly what I imagined when I went to investigate a creepy house like we used to. Hey, caddy. Yeah. I'm sorry. And eyes burst from the face uh, and the shoulders as uh, it begins to grow in size. Uh, and you realize that uh, the Croatone is here. So you could speak to Sally if you want, um, but it begins to storm towards you. Uh, Caddy will just yell, Go, mystery punchers! Uh, and he will pull Benny's hand out of the side of his pack with his teeth. Uh, and then he will just launch himself at the Croatoan. So he's got his two claws and Benny's hand as a fist. You leap through the air, Keanu style, um, the world's most dramatic cat. And we cut back <laughs> down to um, Red and uh, Richter. The congregation is upon you. You get one last round to act before they uh, swarm you. What do you do? Uh, I will I- say, sorry, I should add before you do this because I'm not giving you too much sensory information because I'm stressed. Um, the uh, the weapon assault is working, particularly Richter just fanning them um, is creating gaps. Um, one of you could likely make a run for it. I was just going to say um, she's going to she's just going to hold her hand out to Richter and just say, Richter, give me the gun and go. I Go make sure Caddy does what needs to be done. Go, please. I toss the Tommy gun to Red uh, and and run. Try to save Caddy? Try to join Caddy. I don't think I know what's going on there. Do you want to roll, a, do you want to roll an int um, to see kind of where Richter falls on all this? Yeah. Yeah, you we'll say we'll to. say you do this as yeah. she's yelling at you to throw the gun. So before before you toss the slow motion decision moment in a telltale yep. game, true. At an eighty four, that's success. Whoa! Damn! Yeah. Yeah. Damn! You're smart. Um, 
Richter, um, you're you're again just like as as she's yelling, you're kind of looking, and as you just did, Tyler, you kind of get like a, a, a you you consider this for a moment. You know, Caddy's got the hand. Caddy can climb. You can't climb. Um, also, I don't think you have a plan for the Croatoan. No, nope. like that's not a you thing. Um, but it might listen to Tracy. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes more sense. Um, uh, I'll, um, I'll say, uh, nine red, you go. And then like the Tommy gun, like runs dry. And I just stoop down and pick up the priest's Tommy gun. And I just start over again. Yeah. Um, uh, red, you're clearly confused about this and don't really want to go. Um, what do you say? Uh, she will listen to you, Red. Uh, have I noticed that the Crotone is gone? Crotone's still there, uh, unfortunately. It has taken uh, control of Benny, but it is still very much right. floating, um, controlling the, uh, right. the lost congregation. Then, yes, I think in that split-second decision, it's like, if we both stay here, we both might die. If I leave, maybe Caddy won't die. So she will... Um, She'll just kind of give him a nod and uh, and book it okay. for the building. Um, can you roll me a... Are you going for the building or the Croatoan? Oh, uh, right. The Croatoan. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Can you roll me, please, a dodge check? A mm-hmm. very, very <laughs> important dodge check. <laughs> yep. Or mm-hmm. I'd give you dodge or I'd give you fighting brawl oh no dodge <laughs> adrian was the brawler not me yeah i like to give options you know come on baby okay uh that is it's a success okay this dice doesn't like me okay um so you take off barreling through you take one moment uh to put a bullet through the the sort of like shifting shade of your uh of your dad at close range um and then you keep running um richter um you're firing the tommy gun and now you don't need to aim because they're so close that it's literally just like turning it getting closer and closer to your body um and you can feel the weight of of like you, you can taste ash in your throat uh it it smells like you remember the church smelling um back when uh when you were there um as the lost congregation begins to pile onto you um your your vision begins to blur ash is getting in your eyes it's getting harder and harder to see um as you blink um you can see just a a a flash of of red and a hat disappearing throughout the crowd um you can see um a building that you assume Caddy has, has climbed. Um, and you can see Sally who, although she is uh, the Croatoan now is still the girl you attempted to save in the church all those years ago. And although the congregation is piling onto you, you feel like maybe just maybe you saved these kids. And as your vision blurs with a dark film, uh, the ash of the dead people of Helmfirth. You see symbols. Green symbols from your childhood 
that you thought you'd lost. And slowly but surely, they begin to glow brighter. Caddy, you're leaping through the air at the Crotone. Uh, this thing is a full Resident Evil monster now. Um, it is the, sh- the the sort of hunched shape of Benny, of the smoky outline. And again, not not an ash monster, but kind of like a smoky form. Yep. Only now eyes of various sizes have burst through his body and kind of contorted him into almost like a bulbous form with just how many eyes have burst from him. Uh, and it's kind of lurching towards you. And you have leapt through the air, claws out, uh, yep. hand this in your whole teeth. plan is to land and jam Benny's hand directly into its mouth, hoping Benny can help. And then he's just yelling, do your magic, do your magic, do your magic. But he has okay. a hand in his mouth, so it comes out. <laughs> it's like also a cat throws its like, yeah. it's a <laughs> Um All right. So with that in mind, <laughs> let's, let's play some Calvin ball, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, um, so you're not trying to attack. You're actually no. trying to get the, me- like, understandably, you're trying to get the hand into... Um, the sort of spawn of the Croatoan, uh, yeah. the, the Benny form. So I would argue this isn't a melee attack. This is probably like it's a it's a reflexy thing. Um, I would give you, man. I this to this day since the first time we played this. Every time I look at track, I'm like, hmm, and field. No, it's fine to think. Uh, I'd give you throw. I don't think you'll want it, but I'd give it to you. Um, Sleight of hand is, I think, probably our best bet here. Um, or jump. I could do. I could do. Oh, I've got. Do you know what? I think jump actually makes the most sense for what what's you happening ba- here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because like, it's basically like you plan the whole thing on your trajectory, not yeah. like, oh, I'll get there and be fancy. It's just like I'm gonna ram. My <laughs> did sword. I? Did I aim right? <laughs> is exactly. all we're wondering about this cat. That is a success. All right. I'm going to roll a dodge, but it will not come as a surprise to know that the shambling remote controlled eye monster, not tremendously (laughs) dodgy, which is good for you because it would have been a one, but now it is a failure (laughs) because he had disadvantage. So I rolled (laughs) zero one. uh, And then I rolled like, 82 so you get all 80 you're good so you leap uh explain to me what the fuck this looks and feels like to jam Uh, this hand it's 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 a long leap so when he leaps it's almost like the camera would be shooting it from below and you just realize how long a cat is at full extension doing Mm -hmm. an upward dive Uh, and he comes he soars towards the monster and the front paws just cushion cushion the landing and the claws sink in, but just enough to slow as the back paws land as well to just daintily in slow-mo. It's all a big ram until he just gently sets it in the mouth and then backflips away if he can, just to get Benny's hand in there and try to bounce off as a cat. Cool. Um, All right. Now I need that dodge check to bounce off. That's very reasonable. That is a hard success. Amazing. So yeah, you 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 bounce off, um, and you do that uh, less than dignified cat in the air thing. So it's like it's a very like elegant leap off, but then as soon as you're in the air, it's like long cat limbs at odd angles, very jellical. Um, and uh, the creature gulps and sort of stumbles back. Um, 
and it the eyes all look in confusion down uh and then benny's hand bursts through its stomach and slowly the fingers wrap into a fist and a single thumb comes up (laughs) and then the eyes burst and it's almost like a small black hole is opened and the entire body evaporates into it is pulled rapidly into it uh, as you are sprayed with eye goo um, and uh, the hand bends cracks inverts inward as bone muscle burst through the, the, the flesh of the fingers and they're pulled in as well your friend is gone meanwhile red you're running through mm-hmm. uh the ash zombies on your way to the Croatoan. Um, they're now just getting dense enough that they're not attacking you per se, but they are definitely hindering your movement. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tommy gun goes quiet. Mm-hmm. How do you force your way forward? Fucking punch. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah, punching with guns, just like pistol whipping. Gun kata, I get it. Um, I'll give this to you as a, as a handguns because I feel like this really is like, um, uh, for lack of a better term, like one of the top down arcade games where it's just, or like there's a top down Tomb Raider game where literally Lara can just infinitely fire two pistols in a, a straight line. It's kind of like that. You're just like blasting the entire clip forward, not to hurt anything, but just to fucking make room. Yep. And when those bl- guns run dry, it's just like smacking ash away. Yep. So go ahead and roll uh, your two attacks. We're not going to roll damage because you're not actually trying to hurt these things. You're just yep. trying to get through them. That's more like it. Um, it's a uh, hard success on one. And yeah, it's two hard successes. I switched my dice. <laughs> Put the other one in dice jail. Yeah. Um, all right. Amazing. So you're you're cutting a fiery line through through these things, um, and uh, you're making progress. You're almost uh, at at the, the the sort of burnt edge of the church um, that that you remember uh, so intensely. Uh, what's going through your mind right now? Uh, what's going through my mind is. Um, Ooh, two ideas is either lure this creature into where Sally disappeared into her little portal thing, um, because that makes sense, or shove this scrap of cloth down its throat. Okay, cool. Um, and I, yeah, so I had almost... that idea before Ryan decided to throw his hand down the throat. So excellent minds. Everyone threw it. Yeah, it's a mystery puncher classic. You know, yeah. uh, honestly, Doctor Skelliman, he could have got that down his throat if, mm-hmm. if that's how that had gone, um, and he would have deserved it because that guy was a prick. Um, so um, you're blasting your way through. You're almost to the Croatoan, but you can feel the mob shift mm-hmm. um, with uh, the felling of Richter. Um, they're turning their attention towards you. And suddenly what was kind of like, I'm pushing through a busy crowd is now an attentive crowd. Uh, and suddenly they begin to swipe at you. Can you roll me a dodge, please? Yes. <sighs> what is a crit fail? Nine, my friend. Six? 96. 96? Yeah. I'm going to spend... One luck uh, to make it a regular fail. 
All right. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, means you'll only take six points of damage. I'm uh, done. It's that makes that puts me at negative one. You're down. Yep. All right. Um, the creatures swarm you, uh, clawing and attacking, uh, and drag you down. How much luck do you have left? Two. You can spend that. I'll let you spend that to bring you to zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could double the damage, you could not eat it, but I feel like this is a, a, a fair spend. So yeah, they're, they're clawing at you. Um, you fall, your vision begins to blur uh, and you go down. Richter, um, the sigils are clear behind your eyes. You can feel um, the, uh, the power that you've tapped a couple times now kind of flowing through you. Um, I'd like to offer you a bargain. Mm. Would you like to spend the rest of your sanity to unleash whatever is burned on the back of your brain? Do I have any context for what that means, or is this just a? You can feel. Let's find out. And you're you're being swarmed. The gun is run out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on top of you. You know you've been able to mind blast before, but I yeah. don't feel like you're really. It's not a thing you feel like you have full control over. I don't think. Would, would you say Richter's like, yes, I, I can like trigger this or is it just kind of like in extreme circumstance? It's yeah, no, there's n- almost no control there. So that's kind uh, of what, that's that's how I'm thinking of this is less a, ah, I will sacrifice my brain to do the thing. And more like you can feel that this thing is there. You don't really know how to tap it. Okay. But you also don't well, know what it will necessarily do. Do you pull the pin out of the grenade? That's exactly yeah. Mark. Yeah. I, well, yeah. But even then, it's like, you know what a grenade does. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I know that I chose to stay behind with the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that is kind of where I'm coming from when I decide to follow that, that itch at the back of my brain, that weird burning sensation that mm-hmm. I haven't felt since I was a child in, okay. in my mind. So... You're going to pull the pin or you're not going to pull the pin? I am. I am going to pull the pin. All right. Um, For a second, those letters make all of the sense in the world. And it's like you finally remembered the name of an actor from that one movie that one time. But like after years. And honestly, it is the biggest relief. Um. And I think it's almost like an aha moment. Um, what do you say as it goes off? Um, I think just the only thing on my mind going back to that place and that sensation is Ingrid. So I just, mm. I just whisper my sister's name. Um, and that's it. Um, Caddy. Uh, I need a dodge check. Uh, you are blasted away by the, the force of this. Uh, you've managed to jump, which is fine, uh, but I'm basically looking for like a land on your feet, not off the edge of the building check. That is an extreme success. So you do a full Transformers like power <laughs> slide. Uh, oh, no, it isn't, Tom. <laughs> I happened. hate to walk back my roll, but it's really hard to tell the difference between an 11 and a 100 <laughs> when you're using an online roll. 
dum-dums and dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Join Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as Hivebred siblings Lyric and Alto, as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by games master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy. Available now. And you that, still slide. That is a hundred. <gasps> slide off the building. But there's no lip because it's the 30s and everything is dangerous. Uh, you are blasted off the side of the building. Um, and you begin to fall. Um, as you do so, you can see in the distance um, the Croatoan drop from its sort of hovering state um as eyes begin to burst and twist around it it almost looks like someone's got it in a chokehold um and as you fall you think of that thumbs up and you think of benny and part of the reason you never wanted to do the spit shake was that you're kind of worried that you know if, if you spit in your hand and red spits in her hand and whatever was in your mouth whatever was in her mouth would mix then you'd have two different types of germs. And there's a whole like backwash thing that was very concerning to you. And you realize that you may have just let Benny backwash the Croatoan. So you did it. You did what you could. And honestly, you're a 12 year old trapped in a cat after escaping a hobo's belly. And that's a lot. What do you think you're th- thinking as you fall. It doesn't need to be meaningful. It can just be panicked. That's also totally fine. Um, I think as he falls, there's a fair amount of panic. And I feel like there's that weird moment of clarity that you have in those kind of ultra panic moments where he's like, oh, I just wish I wasn't sticky. And that's what he hits <laughs> is just yeah, after yeah, that yeah, thought. Perfect. Um, with those profound thoughts in your tiny cat mind you hit um there's a blast a powerful blast of green lightning um red as you're drifting in and out of consciousness you feel it wash over you it tosses your body rolling um sort of across the uh the filthy broken earth um and you smash up against the side of the church um, as you look up, uh, there is a, a moment of, of tremendous clarity uh, as the ash has cleared and the lost congregation has been sent home. Amidst that, you see the fragile, unmoving form of the man whose spoons you stole that one time. <laughs> who, as it turns out, wasn't just some crotchety old fuck who ran a store, but actually was one of you all along. You can hear the Croatoan struggling 
And as you kind of roll over, um, your face burning from the screen, electrical energy, um, you can see, again, almost a a, a figure behind her struggling and and kind of pulling on her. Um, You're drifting in and out of consciousness. You're barely alive. But you're a few feet from the struggle. What do you do? I'm going to move hell and high water to get over there and take this stupid denim scrap and force it into it. Well, you can't get up. You are, I can't get it. You, are, you, are, you, can, you can get over there by crawling, but you are... Uh, when, you, when you were knocked unconscious, you are... I'm giving yeah. you the gift of crawl uh, <laughs> in a very, like, Got dying it. gasp kind of way. Got it. I will take the gift of crawl happily. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So, so you have Sally, like the, the being, and then there's something behind it. Um, so basically, um, the way to think of this is you're, you're not super close. You're, you're a few meters away. Yeah. Um, Sally, the Crotone seems to have been dragged back into the church a bit. The wings are still there, but they're actually very chaotic and scattered. And you're kind of getting double vision as, um, every, like, sometimes it just looks like the figure of the Crotone is in a chokehold and being pulled backward sometimes you feel like you can see Benny. But every time you blink, it's kind of a different thing. Also, like, your your skin's on fire and you're, you're dying. Okay. Then, um, so I'm going to need some some checks to get you over there. Okay. So you're going to start crawling towards Croton? Yes. yes, I am. All right. Give me a, uh, give me a con save, please. Ooh. Okay. God damn it. Uh, it's a fail. That's big old fail. All right. So um, this is going to be a hard ask, but I, 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 I demand it. Um, <laughs> what, um, what does attempting to get to the Crotone and not being able to, what does that look like? And what does it feel like for Red? Um, it feels like the worst, the worst pain mental pain over physical mm-hmm. pain. I don't even think she's feeling physical pain anymore. It's all trumped by feeling weak, weaker than she ever has since she was a child um, and forced by her parents to wear stupid dresses and stay inside and be a lady and, and, and all, go to church and do all of this garbage. And I think she's, I think it's just a question of her arms are giving out. She's trying to, yeah drag herself with her arms across the pavement and she just can't. Um, so I think if it like her last action would just be before she falls to the ground, would be to reach out her skeleton hand towards this person who used to be her friend um, that has the scrap of denim in it. Um, and just, and, and, and with her, whatever breath she has, just say, Sally, I'm, I'm sorry. All right. Um, your vision is blurring. You hold it up. Um, and you just hear a, a small voice say, Tracy? And then you feel a hand, a cold, cold hand wrap around your wrist. And uh, a secondary voice saying, 
she abandoned you, Sally. Only we were there for you, just like they abandoned me and us. Don't be weak, Sally. Um, you get a final word to Sally before the darkness consumes you. What do you say? Harkening all the way back from the moment uh, we were in that classroom and we became the mystery punchers, she's just going to say, run. And with that, the darkness consumes you. And then you feel a hard, slimy hand on your back. You hear the sound of a badly injured cat. And a deep baritone voice says, Don't worry, Red. I got you. Ryan, as you lift Red up, you've got Caddy, who you caught on your way through under one arm. Some flesh fell off, but that's okay. Caddy doesn't need flesh. Uh, you've got the frail form of old man Richter slung over your shoulders. And uh, as the skin falls away from your hand, you pull red up to standing and kind of clutch her under your arm. You're not quite sure how you got here. Uh, some guy in your head said you had a couple minutes that he kind of couldn't drive this thing anymore. And he kind of needed you to uh, guy sounded like a bit of a dick. You didn't like him, but then you saw sprinkles fall from the sky. So you figured you should handle that. Uh, and then he saw old man Richter having a nap. And I mean, come on, grandpa. Um, and Red was also having a nap. And this is not a time for napping because Sally's there and she looks sad. I don't know why you're asleep. We got stuff to do. Uh, and then I think what he'll do is just like, I'm imagining there's like rubble and shit around. Oh, totally. Yep. I think he'll just like set Red up and just like hold her by the. He's still got Richter over one shoulder and like a cat under his arm, but he's just that like leaner against the wall. Be like, you take this gun and you do you. Uh, hopefully, get like a groggy nod, and then Richter he'll be like, well, maybe Grandpa, yeah, you can kind of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll put put Richter down and sit him up against the wall. There's the something way. incredibly foul smelling is carrying you around. Um, your eyes are still blurred from ash, uh, and your your body tingles. Uh, admittedly, you feel great. You can barely move, but like it's like you had a really good massage. Um, and you see the the rotting, uh, broken form of of uh, Addy Diesel, um, and in your head you just hear. Just let him have this. The body was falling apart. You still get your farewell, and I will deal with you one day, Richter. Addy? Yeah, just a second. I gotta talk to Sally. Uh, and he's just petting an unconscious cat in his hand, but it's like rotting, so it's kind of like slapping wet meat on a cat yeah, yeah, every yeah, few totally. seconds. What does Addy see when he looks at Sally? Because he's in a weird supernatural state um, himself. Well, uh, interestingly, it's it's partially you're in a supernatural state. It's also partially what uh, has occurred since Red passed out. Um, you can actually see uh, Sally 
um, standing, uh, looking confused, her, her lip twisted. And behind her, you can see a mass of eyes um, and tendrils uh, sort of floating um, almost uh, like essentially the, the size of like a hot air balloon behind her seems to stretch out in all directions uh, and it's expanding. Um, but all the eyes are fixed on Sally who seems to be having a hard think. She's looking at a, a scrap of uh, denim. You remember it is one of your VD cloths. Oh, hi, Sally. You still got that VD I gave you. Um, and her dark eyes <laughs> flick up to you and you can see tears. And she says, um, yeah, it, 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 it was always a great comfort to, to me and them. And you hear kind of a, a massive uh, shaking voice say, no, no comforts, just revenge. They slaughtered us, Sally. They abandoned us. We will destroy them. I don't like saying bad words, but I think you might need to shut the fuck up, he just says to the (laughs) spooky thing in the distance. I'm talking to my friend, thank you. Now, Sally. And you hear a chuckle, and Benny, who is like barely holding his form together, is just like, fuck, I missed you, Addy. Oh, hi, Benny. Uh, and he just hey, takes Addy. that as a given uh, and then just kneels down. And he's like, like a broken, like horrible flesh rent hand waves at you. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so sad, though? Um, and Sally just says, uh, you, you've got real strong, uh, Addy, um, because you had to, right? After everything that happened. I got real strong, too. Oh, okay. After everything that happened. And you, I know you've been taking care of of Tracy. That's why I gave you the gift of that fish person. Um, The Croatone was kind of mad we did all that, but I gave Richter his dead Nazi. I gave you your fish person. And I gave Red the mayor. I took control of, of the king in yellow for you. Mystery oh. punchers. But I got strong because I had to. And you did too. Because Tracy's a liar. She can't protect anyone. She let me die. And I think she let you die. So I well, got strong like you. Well, here's the thing, though. <laughs> We all knew Tracy couldn't protect us. And we like, were all supposed s- Sally, pre- like, looks so confused. We were all supposed to protect each other. I joined because I could help protect her and you and Benny. And you had bad stuff happen to you. So did I. That's why I'm not smart anymore. But look around. Who's here to try to help you right now? There's me. He's a disgusting, <laughs> massive monster. <laughs> There's Benny's hand, which is pretty much all we get of Benny currently. Red, uh, I think, is, is is having a toast problem with the jam coming out. <laughs> Grandpa Richard, so tired, he can't even stay awake, but he's here. And Sprinkles. We're all here to save you now. Caddy, what, what do you say to all this? Ha! 
Huh? Big me is... I think he might actually be smart. <laughs> um, and Benny says, um, Sally, we, you, you keep saying we, we left you to die. Red and Addy ran because you died. We all thought you were gone and I kept looking. And that's when you saved me after that fucking creepy guy cut my hand off. You pulled me out of that tunnel and you saved me. I never stopped looking for you. Neither did Richter. You may not remember him. He's that crazy guy who owned the story, helped us solve a couple of the cases. He and I, we were on it. We, we, we worked night and day to find you. Um, Richter, you're drifting in enough to contribute to this. Do you have anything to add? Uh, no. The kids have got this. The kids, yeah. It was always like, there was always some distance between us. Yep. You know, I was always the old, I was always old man Richter to them. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the kids time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Sally follows um, Adrian's pointing uh, and looks to you, Red. Sally, we we were kids. I never left you in my heart. But you know we do what we have to to survive. But all of this is because we came back for the mystery punchers. Without you, we don't exist. So come back to us. Um, you hear a, a crash as uh, the rest, the remaining buildings of downtown crumble under the ever-expanding weight of the Croatoan. Sally, you think that we left you to die, but here's the thing. I only learned this recently when I was in some sort of weird space after bad things happened. But I think everybody dies, including me, (laughs) because this is not how a body is supposed to work. But not everybody has to die alone. Because, like, I'm going to die soon, he says, as his arm falls off. <laughs> Just smashes to the catty rolls out of it. Yeah. He's like, but you and me, we could die together right now. And then go wherever next is together, if you want to. But we can't do that, Sally, unless we punch this one last mystery. Um, and she looks at all of you and that little tiny smile you remember spreads across her face. It's shy. It's like she's embarrassed, uh, to let anyone see her, her smile. And, uh, she looks to you, Adrian. She looks to Caddy, looks to you, Richter. She gives a glance to Benny and then she makes eye contact with you, Red, and, um, her eyes clear. And you can see um, her irises um, sort of rimmed with tears. And um, 
she just shakes her head slightly and she says, um, you know, I think you were actually right the first time. We shouldn't have to die alone. Um, and uh, she extends a hand to you, Adrian. And then she turns to the Croatoan. Well, Addy will take the hand. He's only got one hand left, but yeah. he'll offer it. So she, she grabs that hand. Then she uh, takes both of your hands and presses them out against uh, the massive bulk of the creature and says, um, it's okay now. I know it hurt. And I know you felt abandoned and that people left you. But we won't. We'll all go together. Right, Addy? Yeah. And we're all kind of good, and we're all kind of bad. And what that means is we're not monsters, because there's no more monsters. And uh, you hear a deep, booming chuckle that shatters windows. And the Croatoan says, Honestly, that's all I ever wanted. And there's no flash of light. There's no dramatic explosion. They're just gone. The Croatoan, Sally, and the body of Adrian collapses in a, a, a messy, bloody heap. And suddenly there's silence. And there's calm. And as Addie said, for a brief moment at least, there are finally... No more monsters. Richter and Red. You're not sure how long you lay there. You're both very injured. At one point, Richter, you're surprised to feel um, some warmth returning to your extremities. Um and you realize, looking down, that it's not, in fact, warmth. It is a small cat who is curled up in your lap to sleep. Through the clouds above the ruins of Helmfirth, the sun breaks through as a new day dawns on the wreckage of the town. And weirdly, every so often, both of you, as you drift in and out of consciousness, you could swear you feel bandages being wrapped around you. And when you, you wake, there are very bloody, badly wrapped bandages. Red, you're kind of frustrated by this because you hate mysteries until you see a skinless, inside-out hand with a black doctor's bag dragging bandages slowly across the street towards you. And then there's the sound of cars and vehicles descending on the town from all sides. Red, I think in that classic end of a gangster film way, you just kind of like look at your gun and just race it Um, as uh, a bunch of incredibly like brand spanking new shiny vehicles roll up. And in something both probable and improbable, Caddy... You recognize the logo from your Dakota ring. 
it would seem that Ambrosia has found you after all. And Devin Carroll steps out from one of the vehicles with uh, Senior, is it Potatoes, your dog? Senior Ice Cream. Senior Ice Cream. cream. Uh, The police chief, as far as you're concerned. Yep. Um, And just yells, "Uh, yeah, uh, everyone, they're here. Fuck. Um, And immediately uh, you're both just like swept up onto stretchers um, and sort of like hurried from the scene. The last thing you hear before the ambulance doors slam is a trembling voice, as Devin says. Wait, Benny? At which point you both finally give up on the whole consciousness thing. It's been serving you poorly, uh, so you you finally give up the ghost. Um, you wake up a couple days later uh, in a hospital. Um, you're in Arkham, um, a fabulous metropolis far from the ruins of Helmfirth. Um, Devin's there to greet you. He looks terrible. Um, he's clearly been up, uh, making sure you're all right. Um, but you notice that clutched in his hand is a bloody skinless hand, um, that, uh, he seems to kind of have crossed in his lap. Um, immediately you're assaulted by doctors and nurses, uh, you know, checking your, your consciousness, your vitals. Um, Caddy, you've been allowed to stay, but you are in a cat carrier, which in the thirties is just kind of a box, (laughs) but honestly, there's a blanket in there. It's pretty dope. Um, but uh, he quickly shoes them all out of the room. And uh, he says, uh, hey, you're, you're back. You're awake. Um, I don't know what you did, but you did it. Ambrosia's been over the site a hundred times. And it, it's benign. Whatever was under Helmfirth, whatever was assailing it is gone. You, you did it. What happened? Adrian did it. Yeah, well, he he really did. He he was here. And and now he's gone again. Caddy, do you what? Interrupt this. I mean, I'm just in a box. Can someone let me out of this freaking box? And uh, Devin's like, wait, the cat? Okay, all right, sure. Yeah, yeah I sure. didn't want anybody to know before I knew we were okay. Uh, I'm still here. No, you, you, you are. You are still here. But that thing, Richter, Richter, that thing is still out there. What thing? Richter, you're awake as well. Nyarlathotep, the thing that took over him. Oh, and like Devin's like, Nyarlathotep. Uh, yeah, that uh, they've got a whole file on that thing. Um, don't go looking for that thing. I don't know what it did to you, but trust me, it is that is old, old magic. You don't, you don't want to fuck with that thing. It will come calling when it is ready. A bargain was struck. Und and that is... Devin's face falls and says, yeah. All right. And to my money, we fulfilled that bargain. We got rid of the Croatoan. And it gave 
Addie back to me. Even if just for a minute. And Devin's eyes kind of go wide. He says, wait, wait, wait. You made a deal with Nalarthotep and it it paid out? Yeah, it's just, it's bed mass. You know, it's the order of operations. And he he nods. He's like, actually, yeah, no, 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 exactly. Um, the rules are very clear. If, if you made a deal with Nalarthotep, and the, the deal, the conditions of the deal were were maintained, then then it has no sway over you. I mean, look from and he kind of leans. He's like, from what I read, the guy's kind of a prick. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if he threatened you on the way out, but um, I wouldn't be too worried. Also, and he kind of looks at you, Richter, and he's like, admittedly, at your age, sir, I feel like that may not be what gets you or if it does <laughs> you know yeah yeah i know uh and suddenly the door gets booted open and, Meow. uh yeah um <laughs> and the old mayor of helmforth comes in uh behind a full-on john ham looking son of a bitch <laughs> who's wearing an incredibly well-cut suit um million dollar grin um and uh, he does this. Ah, yes, uh, Richter, uh, Red, and um, and he looks down at the cat and says, "I assume this is uh, one of the famous sprinkles I've heard of." Yes. Meow. Who are you? Hi. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, my name's Tom McGee. I'm uh, one of the uh, heads here of Ambrosia. Um, listen, you guys have done some phenomenal work, and uh, honestly, I gotta tell you, I'm a little embarrassed. We had the mayor here. You're supposed to be keeping an eye on things. I understand he cut town right before a King in Yellow situation, which is not cool, man. Not cool. In any case, uh, you guys really saved our ass because that would have been really embarrassing if that all uh, went uh, went tits up. So I really appreciate all the work you've done. Really, really great work. We here at Ambrosia could not be happier with what you did and uh, happy to meet you, quite frankly. Uh, Red, I understand uh, your, your, your gang... Um, well, I understand they're they're gone now, and uh, Richter, your your store was unfortunately consumed uh, by uh, the uh, the Croatoan, which I should mention was an almost unknown old one until you guys found it. So, bravo! That's some fantastic fantastic work. We wouldn't have even known that thing existed. So, <laughs> bullet dodged. Am I right? In any case, uh, you guys did some fantastic work, and uh, we're we would be honored if you want to join our ranks. I understand you'll need some time. Heal up. We'll have some food and drink brought. You guys are in much better shape than you were. Our doctor's been working around the clock. Best technology spared, no expense. Um, but I just wanted to thank you all personally and, uh, again, extend my gratitude. Um, you did you did some fine fine work here. Is Devin taking care of you? He's a new recruit. Uh, he showed up with the mayor, but uh, he's proven himself pretty good, aren't you, Devin? He, like, slaps Devin in the back. It's like, yeah, so, so we're, all, we're all doing good here. Um, if I could have a moment with my friends, please, sir. Sure, sure. You know what? Take all the time you need. We're in no rush here. Uh, not anymore, at least. <laughs> uh, according to our scryers, the next apocalyptic event isn't for at least another few months. So honestly, you know, smoke them if you got them. Am I right? All right, cool. I'll see gonna, she's going to hold up one finger <laughs> and just say, uh, but if you care to repay us, there is a gang in Boston under the direction of Capone that needs taken care of. Oh, um, you know what? Don't even need to. Justice system, just put them away for tax evasion of all things. You're kidding me? Tax evasion. They're going to fall apart immediately. But you know what? I'll take credit for it. So uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. There we go. Debt paid in full. All right. Uh, you guys rest up. You take it easy. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking real soon. Um, 
And he leaves and Devin just kind of closes the door. The mayor gives you one last kind of cowed look. He's clearly kind of like a whipped dog at this point and then just kind of shuffles out. And Devin just like smiles, nods and closes the door uh, and turns back to you all and says, um, yeah, so I think they're actually part of all of this. Uh, I'm investigating, but don't trust these guys, okay? I was not about to. And I was about to say that I have had just enough of this mystical, fantastical life that you seem to be embroiled in, sir. And Look, I was just trying to save my boyfriend here, and uh, I guess he's a hand now. Oh, he says hi, by the way. Uh, we've got some weird spectroscopes. Um, he, uh, he said he's your inside man now, so if you need any weird... Uh, you know, ethereal knowledge. Uh, he's He's got your back. And I'll be the inside cat. I can sneak around because they only heard me say meow. This is, uh, this is true. Um, listen, guys, I just want to make sure you're all right. I'm sure you need a minute. Um, I'll, I'll leave you to it. Um, and uh, Benny, Benny asked to stay here. So uh, he like puts Benny down uh, the bed. He says, I'll, uh, I'll be outside if you need me. And uh, out he goes. I like to think that there's a pause. You know that moment at the the end of Return of the King where all the hobbits sit at the table and they just kind of have that moment where they all realize what they've been through mm-hmm. and nobody says anything and it's beautiful. And I like to think that there's just a little bit of that moment. Um, there is. Before Red turns to Caddy and just looks at him and says, uh, I... Uh, made the mistake of never asking your predecessor what he wanted and where he wanted to be and what he wanted to do and what would make him happy. And uh, we spent a long time in Boston, Caddy. And running things, running from the law, running bullets, running drugs, running booze. And that was my life. That was what I wanted. But what do you want? Well, I'd like to do good and stop bad. And and he gives both of you a knowing look, which is weird coming from a cat because it has that little kid intensity. Punch mysteries, he says, raising both of his paws in the air as though it's a big victory moment. Which it is until you hear the beeping. A loud, incessant beeping. And Richter, this is just fucking poison to your ears because you hate mechanical shit. At which point you remember the device in your pocket in Reinheimer's dying words, the two days from then, you had a date with time. And only too late do you realize that time is now. And with tiny paws in the air, mysteries demanding to be punched, a massive blue flash engulfs the room. And the mystery punchers are pulled through time. 
This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. With a flash of blue light, the three of you fall into a pile of skulls. The air smells of diesel and of that faint aftershock of lightning uh, recently having struck the ground. You hear um, uh, a blitz siren roaring uh, as the three of you um, sort of, uh, well, two of you strode to your feet, one of you strode to your paws. It's really hard to get traction on a bunch of skulls. Um, Red, uh, you hear a buzzing and turn uh, to see three fighter jets uh, soar over you, leaving um, sort of reddish gold trails uh, in their wake, uh, and the roar of rockets uh, being launched uh, and striking in the distance. You hear the roar of laser fire. Uh, Richter, uh, these skulls are very uncomfortable. Um, you struggle to your feet uh, and notice that uh, the chronometer places you deep in the next millennium. As promised, you have arrived in the future. Caddy, you read a bunch of sci-fi stories. No one said it would look like this. Lots of machines, but none of them are shaped like cool rocket tubes, like you were promised. Um, And as the three of you get your bearings, uh, you watch in horror as um, winged humans in black suits um, rain fire from assault weapons uh, down on uh, ruined buildings. In the distance, you can see uh, parts of what we as a modern audience would uh, recognize as uh, the Eiffel Tower, uh, the, the last remains of the twisted metal uh, forming a, uh, a broken pyramid to man's folly. Um, the human troops on the ground uh, open fire as best they can, um, darting between buildings um, as the uh, the sirens continue to blare. Uh, you watch the the fighter jets shot out of the sky, uh, hitting the ground in, in massive plumes of explosions. Um, and over your shoulder, Richter, you hear an ancient voice say, My little owl. And turning... You see a heavy metal suit of armor, like a sort of like a diving suit with a Tesla coil on the back, holding a massive gun struggling towards you across the skulls. And buried in the chest of this 
is a uh, large circular glass uh, porthole in which floats the head and the top of the spinal column of Ingrid. Through the voice coder on uh, the armor, she struggles towards you and says, You came? After all this time, I worried you would not. Who are, are these? You, you, you brought a cat? Ingrid, what is, what is, does, what, what has happened to you? Um, and uh, her face like floating, fully like, like, you know, she looks down, but like the whole thing kind of floats with her. Um, she looks up and she says, uh, my dear little owl, we said we would uncover the mysteries of the universe at all costs. And I am afraid I have done just that. I made a mistake, dear brother. The Fourth Reich, it went too far. Back when it could have changed, I, I did not know what they were doing, but that is no excuse for what I did. I looked beyond the veil, brother, and I helped him. I helped the Fuhrer to win. And this is the world he has brought. And she gestures to the winged humans um, laying waste to the remainder of humanity. Um, she says, there, there is a chance, brother. A slim chance. I tricked Reinheimer into returning to your time to bring you here so I could tell you in person. You must stop him when there is still time. And you must stop me when there is still time. In the past, your future, the forties, you have one brief window to change all this. You must kill Hitler in the past to prevent him from becoming this, to prevent the Fourth Reich, human extinction, and to prevent, and there is a roar, a loud bone rattling roar as over the horizon, a massive tentacled green shape with wings the size of a city rises, a small dark mustache upon its lip. Oh my God. She reaches out with mechanical arms, slapping a transponder on you and says, you must stop Cthulhu at all costs. There it is. Go. Go back in time. And you mystery punch the Nazis for me. <laughs> In German, I will say to my sister, uh, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make this right. And we will see each other again. She smiles and she says, thank you, Franz. And with that, there is a blast of light. And once again, you are pulled through time as Cthitler destroys the last of humanity. And as they fly through space and time, Caddy looks up to Red and just yells, did you get any of that? Because I don't speak German. Which is fine because you are spilled onto a war desk in a secret 
allied base. <laughs> at which point a British officer spills tea all over himself, looks up and says, Oh, German? Well, perhaps I can be some of some assistance. Uh, Conan Doyle's the name. Let's, uh, let's get to work. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Were you accused of a murder enacted by supernatural forces beyond your control? Yeah. Are you seeking a multi-figure gold settlement for damages to your business? Yes. Are you a young entrepreneur seeking justice for the murder of a family member that would be here if you were better at your job? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Thomas Phelps. I am the attorney, along with my assistants, of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher, and we want to help you get justice. Our expert legal services are available for a modest fee. But not too modest. I got a family to feed. As a bot, I don't eat, but I do have a hunger. A hunger for justice. And that hunger drives us to work for you, future client. From investigation to sentencing, we've got you covered for everything from public urination. Oh, yeah. To murder in varying degrees. Don't look at me. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher care about families. That's why they work quickly to help get this daddy off. I was blown away. My business was in trouble after an unfortunate case of property damage. But the attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher helped set things right with a hefty gold settlement. So come on down to the law offices of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher, located in the old Biscayne Boys building. In Eastern Orgea. Just follow the podcast highway signs for Dungeons and Drimbus and take the season three exit. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbio, and Felcher are not responsible nor liable for any of the following that may be incurred while working on your case. Sudden death, loss of limb, heartbreak, the use of magic to secure evidence, the wrath of an interdimensional being, urinary bladder infection, nausea, depression, the sudden desire to remove one's clothing, the illicit romance of a will-they-won't-they workplace scenario, or complete and utter disregard for the natural laws of space and time. Join your favorite fantasy attorneys for their next case. Dungeons and Drimbus publishes every Friday wherever podcasts are found.